0: Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. We are back for another podcast here, episode two of the Green Dragon. Uh, today we're going to be looking at monsters. Uh, we're going to do a sort of like a little tactica because with the change in the new rules, monsters have gotten a whole bunch of new tricks. But before we get into that, I need to introduce to you our panel of sorts. We, as usual, have Matt. Howdy. And we have Tiernan. Hello. But we're also joined by a couple of uh, new voices to the channel. We have David at the end. Greetings. And we have his brother in crime, Danny. Hello. Obviously, these are new voices to the podcast, so we're going to get them to introduce themselves. We'll start with you, David. When did you start playing the hobby? What armies do you like playing? And yeah, what what do you generally like about the hobby?
1: I started playing the hobby back with the first issue of Battle Games. I can't actually remember when that
2: was. It was some time ago. A while
0: ago. We had a lengthy discussion about how long ago Battle Games was.
2: As I said then, I think most people got into the hobby because of those, uh, those yeah, books. Yeah, they were magazines. amazing. It
0: was like Two Towers. But yes, Battle Games.
2: Yes, Battle Games.
1: But
0: it's come a long way since then.
1: Yeah, yes, yeah, so... As for Favourite Armies, I played Mordor for a bit, and then I decided Fallen Realms was a whole lot more fun. <laughs> <laughs> Since they have Mumak.
0: Yeah, and I was, I was about to say, you, you say Fallen Realms, but basically what you mean is Haradrum Gunline. Uh, I've been on the receiving end of not fun. Sometimes Gunline, I also like sort of... Pretty much anything
1: large, grey, elephant-shaped. <laughs> the Hasharan are also fun, but mainly the Moomuk. He's um, the only
3: yeah. one who can make a defense 4 spear line with fight 3 actually work. Oh yeah. yeah, nothing can outgrind the Harad. Yeah. Defense 4 holds.
2: <laughs> no, no, I think, believe that defense 3 is a lot tougher against strength 3. At least that's what i found. I haven't actually <laughs> tried that, but it could be worth a shot. <laughs> oh no, an African Gama army.
0: Oh, uh, oh, Fear the Reaper. That's one of my project lists. One of my many, many project lists. Danny, unlike your brother, you're not so much as much into the gaming side. You're a bit more of a painter. In fact, you're actually painting right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, tell us a bit about about yourself. When did you get in the hobby? Uh, what aspects of the hobby do you like the most? And sort of what armies and stuff do you play with in that?
3: Okay, I started in battle games like everyone else. Yep. Then I... Hmm, what, what else do I do? I have most recently painted Gondor and the new Rivendell Cav. I'm currently painting Dale. I kind of, yeah, seem to like painting a bit more than, say, a lot of used people. But I'm not necessarily that good at it.
0: Oh I but I'm working know, I, on I, 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 I disagree with that entirely. Yeah. Two things. One, you won Best Painter at Arcanicon last year. And mm, two, you are a decent gamer because you managed to win, what was it, was it similar No. Wartorn earlier this year. Sh- he won while, one of them. Yeah, yeah. Wartorn with all mounted Rivendell.
3: Yeah, of course. The only thing I can run is heavy Can. I lose every <laughs> other tournament I <laughs> But you run them
2: well. Remember one game where you, oh sorry, one tournament where you ran Mounted Rangers of the North and that tore yeah, apart I... my Gondor army?
3: Of course, of course. I think
2: you lost one horse and, yeah. and tabled me. Wow, that was a good day for Gondor.: That a good day for Gondor.
0: Especially when they get beat up by their, their, their own kings <laughs> oh, <laughs> in Aragorn <laughs> and Kandor.
2: Yeah, in, in that game,
0: everyone lost. Him. <laughs> <laughs> and, and David is uh, sorry, David, Danny is right. he is currently painting Dale, like literally painting Dale at, at the present time of this cast, and they're actually looking quite good at. Them. Like they're coming along quite well.
4: Love the color scheme.
0: Looks very nice. <laughs> nice use nice of
4: purple. Of course, I can't bear
0: him. <laughs> I should also mention we've got um we've got Jeremy waving his fist in the background at the moment. He stole my scheme. You can hear him there. With the introductions out of the way, we can get into a bit more of what we're here for. This cast, as I said, we're looking at monsters today. I suppose a bit more in particular the brutal power attacks in Hurl. Rend and barge. So start with you, tenon. What makes monsters so cool? That tactical flexibility, I guess. And it, rend in particular
2: means that uh, all those heroes that had, well, particularly dwarf heroes who had defense eight or defense nine and Dane. Yeah, that, that, that's who yeah. I was thinking of. As I said, Dane,
0: Durin. Yeah, those, um, those, those they, sorts of characters. They've become
2: far far more squishy. They can go down in a single turn now. Not likely, you know, because fate, but. It's possible.
0: It is possible. Anything you like to add to that, David? Because you, as, as you said earlier, you're a big fan of the mumak and I know your mortar army featured a, a troll chieftain.
1: I believe my mortar army was a troll chieftain. <laughs> <laughs> but that's beside the point. It... <laughs> the, the best... Quite possibly the best thing about monsters is you deploy your army and you got that one or two figures just towering over the battlefield, stride forward and meet the enemy's shield wall. You know, just dwarfing the enemy's men and and just making <laughs> mess oh, it's, of it's just <laughs> pretty much, especially if you're fighting dwarves. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the sort of uh, what's the word psychological presence of that massive base just smashing its way through your men that a lot of enemies just don't know what to do when they come against it.
2: Mm. We should probably say opponents as
0: opposed to enemies. No, they're
1: they're, they're the enemy. They're they're on the other side of the table. They're the enemy.
0: (laughs) Well, let's take a bit more of a look into the three brutal power attacks. And we'll start with Hurl, because it's the first one presented in the book. What makes Hurl good, and why do people use it so much?
2: I think the main thing with Hurl is that it's amazing against certain armies, especially the lower defense armies like Wood Elves. Yeah. Because... Yeah, you, you can potentially get a lot more attacks, in a sense, yeah, with, do a lot wounding, more damage. Yeah, wounding,
0: because you're on the ground and they're trapped I, and whatnot.
2: The main way I use it, considering one of the you know basic tactics of Lord of the Rings is the shield wall. Yeah. And when you're in a line, and you've got a monster at the end of that line, he can throw a model down that line, knocking all of those enemy models over. And while that may not do that much damage, it means your guys aren't going to be struck if they
4: happen to lose combat. Yeah. So I think it's fair to say that for Hurl, the damage potential is uh, quite very high, compared to other things within the game. So yeah. Although
2: the direct damage potential may not necessarily be that much. Although this is me saying it, and my Hurls have become infamous in our little circle for the sheer amount of damage yeah, they've Yeah, five, what was it,
0: five Khazard Guard off a Hurl?
2: Six after six after six against my dwarves. So many. And taking down heroes. I think I took down Thranduil and Tauriel in the same
0: turn. Oh, Who was it that you hurled on one wound at the end? Oh, that's right. You killed Imrahil with a hurl. <laughs> Imrahil with one wound left at the end of the game. He's going to dead. Just... I mean, Isaac control, I mean, I mean, picks I mean, up a guy and just throws him in Imrahil and kills him. Yep. Yep. Nearly got yep. you back in the game, that one.
2: And I think I've taken down David's Haradrim King and the Haradrim Chieftain in the one throw. Yes, I remember
1: that. It was yeah, rather,
2: that was pretty much all luck. I try to use it more for knockdown rather than potentially insane damage potential.
1: From um, memory, you didn't just
2: kill them, but
1: they'd lost their wounds and their fate to previous hurls as well. That, that's beside the... F- <laughs> the previous
2: hurls,
0: yes. <laughs> so, layering those hurls down. I'll throw this quickly to Danny. What's your take on hurls? Because I know you played a cavalry army recently, and this is a, Gar- the main interaction that I, I want to sort of talk about, is Hells and Camp, why Ouch. it's so nasty, and if there's ways around it. Uh, why is it nasty? Because all your men fall over, and then you lose all your horses, and then you have
3: about 10 men, and they got for 40. That's yeah. pretty <laughs> Um So Hells, I'm always on the receiving end of monsters, because I... Yeah, haven't painted an end or anything. So, yeah, hurls are really nice because they're basically a sorcerer's blast or a nature's wrath, but every turn, if you lose the combats. Um, what do I do against them? I hope.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you've got an old cav army, then, yeah, I guess you'd need to take it
4: down pretty damn early. Mm-hmm. Or just avoidance might be your main tactic, there. Rolling arrow storm, I believe it's called. <laughs> yeah, you should. <laughs> Time gets boring
3: all day, though.
0: So... Basically, we've talked about Hurls now and their effectiveness in knocking over guys and, and stuff like that. What about Ren? Now, I know Ren's a bit more point and click, but when you have the option to brutal power attack, when would you use Ren over, say, a Hurl or even just striking normally? You definitely use it against
2: an enemy hero who's got higher defense than he has strength. I do need to... Do- Probably should point out, you only use it when their strength is lower than their defense. Because I have, I have seen people use it on the odd occasion when their defense was actually lower than the strength. Mm-hmm. I was there. It was, it yep. was quite amusing. <laughs> or, um, I will rend the Murmuk. Good luck with that. <laughs> In a couple of cases against Uruk-hai, the named uruk captains who are both strength and defense 5 and could have done just a little bit more damage mm.
4: without rending. Actually, on that, I, I have had a look over the rend rules, and I think Travis agrees with me on this yep. one. There perhaps may not be a reason to ever strike normally, because when you do rend, you may be able to allocate your uh, extra strikes onto other models, and the benefit is on the single model that you choose, you get that rend benefit.
2: Yeah. So, um, so I actually disagree with that one, because I believe you do the brutal power attack in place of doing your normal strikes. That is true. You so trade. I believe so. I believe you do get your three attacks, but since you've done the brutal Power Attack, instead of striking against other people normally, you can only strike against that model you're ending.
0: Okay. So, so um, this is something
4: we've looked at quite a lot. I did put it up on the page, and I got a little bit of support over my theory. Facebook page, then. Yeah, the Facebook page. And it just comes down to a little bit of wording, which I think Travis is getting up for us right at the Yeah,
0: moment. I'm looking at it now. For brutal Power Attacks, it... The first line reads, if a monster wins a fight, his controlling player may either resolve strikes in the usual way or may opt to use one of the following brutal power attacks. Note as some models may have other brutal power attacks available to them, these will be listed in their profile. So basically, yeah, it is saying you may opt to use one of the following brutal power attacks. So you are sort of in a way trading your attacks for that brutal power attack. However, not Rend says something quite interesting. It says Rend, nominate one enemy model involved in the fight. When resolving the monster strikes against that model, compare the monster's strength against the strength of the nominated model instead of its defense.
4: So the key to that is that the monster is still making strikes.
0: Yes, because it's making strikes in the usual way, or may opt to use one of the brutal power attacks. Now, you say, I'm going to opt to use Rend. Then Rend says you nominate one model in the fight, and then that model cops that. But it doesn't say that you... Just forego all other strikes. Right. I'm no longer sure either way anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Danny and David, what do you guys think on that, on that wording? Um, I'm not sure on this. <laughs>
1: it's not something that I've come across before. Seeing as my monsters tend to normally barge, and I play a low defense army, so I very rarely get rendered against. Except for the time when yeah, they're trying to rend my Moomak.
0: <laughs> <laughs> for some odd reason.
1: Well, they figured that rend makes it easier to kill things, so Moomak is hard to kill, we'll rend it. They just didn't realise that yeah, the strength. One was of those order reaction
0: things usually with a lot of players is I know I'm gonna rend, and I'm gonna rend. They don't even think about what yeah. they're going up against. I've had that against my um uh White White chieftain as well, being strength six, but he has a defense of five and, and they, they, they ran they into rend. me with a more order and they went, I'm gonna Rand and I went, okay.
4: Yeah, we can all agree that that is an error. You should always yeah. be thinking about all the options you have with your monsters. Yeah.
0: And speaking of all the options, we've left one out, and that is Barge. And in my opinion, I believe Barge is the strongest. I know that's th- th- it's a that's bit That's just of a... because you're hipster, Trav. Yeah. <laughs> I would agree. Now, yeah, Most people strong. say, hurl is the most useful out of them. But I, I, know, I reckon I, Barge. I,
2: I I, I'd say Rend is probably... I'm going to go with Rend as being one of the most useful simply because those really, really tough heroes who could uh, previously tank out monsters can no longer do that.
3: Yeah, That's not that useful unless you're versing dwarves.
4: Or yeah. That's what really even, what what, 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 even, even though... Yeah, depends on the monster, depends on the hero.
3: Mm-hmm, yeah, I, I don't think that's as... Um, usable as Barge, because you can always Barge and just get yep. that section,
2: yeah, um, no, no, second I'm, I'm not combat. saying that Barge yeah. isn't useful because Barge is amazing and I think uh, well, well, yeah,
0: well, thinking. let's on Use that. It. Let's actually go in and go in through Barge. Now, David, you were saying uh, before, excellent, we're getting on to Barge. What does Barge do?
1: Barge gives extra move to your monsters. So, say something like a Mordor troll, If it, if it gets out of position, it's got a long walk to get back into position. Anything which can give it extra move while still killing things because it gets to fight the second round of combat yep. is definitely a good thing, especially if you get some monsters which can inflict damage as they move, then that's just brilliant.
0: Now, obviously, by damage as you move, you're referring to your uh, prized possession, the Moomuk.
1: Ah, uh, yes. Uh, You've got to love a good tusk weapon's trample. <laughs> four dice as you move.
4: As well as the Great Beast of Gorgroth as well. Yes, True. can it
0: redo it strength, strength uh, six hits, I believe. yeah. So, we talked about barge, what it does. Basically, it allows you to, if you're in combat, barge, which means push all enemy models away three inches in any direction, so they are forced to back away under your turns, which is already unbelievably powerful. But it then allows you to move another D6 inches and charge again. Now, if you barge cleverly, you can basically, if you're in combat with an Aragorn, push Aragorn away, knock him onto the ground, and then charge him again with traps, which, in principle, is devastating like doubling the strength doubling the attacks of a monster is quite frankly a little silly (laughs) yeah
4: yeah (laughs) of course there is always that risk that you'll botch on the second turn so it becomes a judgment call on whether you want to just immediately strike or whether you really want to uh, go for that one turn kill
0: it should also be noted as well you can't reuse your brutal power attacks Yep. on the second attack. Once you've used a Brutal Power, that's it. You can't use any more for the turn, unless you call a heroic uh, combat. Because then you get to refresh... You basically refresh your Brutals. Except for Barge, which has a really, really weird interaction.
4: That's right. You can't Barge and heroic uh, combat in the same turn, but I do believe you can heroic combat, perhaps rend, and then... Are you saying you can move and rend again? Yes. Okay.
0: Because it's a separate new combat. Okay. But Barge has a specific interaction where you cannot use another Brutal Power Attack after you've used Barge because of what whatever reason. It just says it in the rules.
4: I think it's mainly so you're not Barging yeah. and Barging and Barging and Barging.
0: Yeah. So we talked about Barge being really good. Why is it really good? Why does that extra move help you or help your army so much?
2: I think one of the well, the example in the rulebook is an excellent one, which one of the, yeah, Tom, the uh, one of the three trolls, is finding a bunch of Thorin's company, wins, pushes them out of the way, and then goes straight into Bilbo. Yeah. Um, so, sorry. yeah, uh, you can use it to push away those, you know, uh, those troops in the way, and then go at the important stuff, such as a banner, or warhorn um, wielder, warhorn blower.
4: I think any time you're moving Vera. your opponent's models is, is a good thing for you. Yeah, Because you're just putting them in a position where they simply don't want to be, and you're forcing their hand.
0: Yeah, well, we've talked about in previous casts how powerful Compelled is and how powerful Spectres are. I suppose yeah. this comes under a similar ticket, that you're getting to push your opponent where you want them to be, so you can plan a lot more around where they are, because you know exactly where they are. Mm-hmm. Going on that as well, we have obviously three brutal power attacks to choose from when should you use a Hurl? When should you use a Ren? When should you use a bard? Because, obviously, you, whenever you win a combat with monsters, you have these options. When shouldn't you use one of those options over something else? Because there's a lot of choice, effectively, in those monsters, and in what they can do. What choices should you make? And when?
2: Well, one thing I see is that people Hurl to no end. I do think Hurl is pretty amazing, simply because of basically the luck I've had on the damage rolls of my throws. But, yeah, I think some people throw when. or just re- resort to hurling just as, as a default, which I don't think is the best choice necessarily. And yeah, not enough people use barge. I think they forget about it. Yeah.
0: Well, it is on the second page, too, of those, those hurl rules.
4: So I think the best time to be hurling is either against a low defense army, so yep. that is defense 5 or less. In particular, defense 3, hurl is a fantastic option. So against what elves, I. I'd struggle to find a reason not to hurl, to be honest. You can kill that many models. But the times when you're not hurling... Uh, sorry, the, the other reason you would hurl is to knock a hero off a horse. To, just yeah. to knock down something that you particularly want to knock down.
2: Or against all cav armies. And also, I will say, against
3: shield walls or any army if that's in a line. Yeah. Basically, yeah. if you're, it's the first combat of the um, turn, it's generally... Yeah.
0: So, it's like... so, you, so you say that, first combat of the turn, so priority becomes a big issue. What if you don't have priority?
1: You can always heroic combat, monster at the end of the line picks up a guy, throws it down the battle line, the that, enemy are true. all on the ground,
2: they can't kill you. Another reason why uh, Mordor Troll Chieftains are so good.
0: <laughs> so
4: hurling is not only offensive, but it's defensive as well. You can pets. be defensive, yeah.
2: Enemies on the
1: ground, your blokes are safe.
0: It yeah. sounds a bit like Nature's Wrath in the terms of the offensive and defensive capabilities, but we'll, we'll save that sort of argument for a, for, for a bit later. We've talked about when to use Hurl. What about the other ones? Why would you use those over, over a Hurl? Because for me, something that can be used offensive and defensive at, at a drop of a hat seems like, why would you bother using Barge? I, I know we talked about why Barge is good, but wouldn't there normally always be an option of Hurl if there's like enemy cav rolling around?
4: This is true. I think that, okay, the main times when you're rending is when you are fa- you're in combat with a hero and you just need to take him out. Particularly yep. one that you want to take out early in the game. Yeah. So that's the main pretty much the only reason reason why you're rending to be honest. In terms of barge, it's to get into that hero that you want to rend, in fact. <laughs> <laughs> you won't be able to do it that turn, but maybe later on. But yeah, uh barging is to reposition and to get into those heroes. So I think the main times you'll be using those is when Pearl really is not gonna be doing that much. Yeah. So yeah.
2: And Yeah, there is the strategy you said earlier, Travis, about uh, pushing a hero three inches into t- uh, terrain, knocking them over and then charging them again. Yeah. Which, you could do the rend, but, you know, it, their defense is low enough, you can get that
0: double s- strikes. Yeah, sometimes the double strikes is better than the Sometimes than the it's not,
4: however. If you are facing yeah. Dane, it's probably just better to go for the rend. Yep. Alright, so we've talked
0: about monsters and everything. What kind of monsters do we have? What monsters are notable Um. straight off the bat? Like, I'm, I can think of... Heaps of monsters. Just, just the three to... trolls. The I, three I, trolls are one, especially with their own brutal power attacks. I've yeah. used the trolls a lot and found them to be absolutely amazing. They're mostly with the interaction with their campfire is just ridiculous. Yeah, but I, I, we're uh, we should probably focus on normal monsters at the moment. Yeah, <laughs> we, we might come back to the trolls a bit, the three trolls a bit later. But what monsters do we have in the game? Obviously, David, you're a big fan of the kill. Did you want to go into that a bit more with the kill as a monster and its interaction it has with Brittle House? As a monster, I find
1: that I don't often end up using Hurl or even Rend because the extra movement, being able to well, wound models while moving, is just it's too valuable to pass up. But with other monsters, say Mordor Trolls, Cave Trolls, anything like that, What's important to remember is that you have options, because I play against people who always hurl, or they always barge, or they always rend. When situations change, models move, the board does whatever boards do, and generally <laughs> you've just got to remember you've got options. Sometimes most monsters have three attacks. It might be better to just lash out and kill things rather than picking up a bloke and hurling him. Yeah. But once again, depends on the situation.
0: So... Just not talk about situation. What m- monsters do we have that can take advantage of those situations? What monsters are, can, can you think of that are notable notable to this? Okay. Aside from the three trolls that we talked about. The
4: thing we need to mention is flying monsters. Yeah, who are absolutely horrifying.
0: You, you read my mind. Yeah.
4: <laughs> Dragons, gulivar, eagles, fell beasts. Yeah, eagles.
2: Yeah, oh, flying monsters. They are. They are flying yeah. monsters. They're yeah. just not
4: not monstrous cav anymore. Correct. Oh, okay.
0: So yeah, flying monsters. Why are they sort of in a different sort of bucket to the regular monsters? Why are they, in a, in a sense, so much more lethal or so much better? Yeah, I
2: think they're in their own uh, bucket, as you, as you say. <laughs> uh, uh simply because they can. They've got the threat range to threaten practically anything. Yep. And barge is, and also hell in, in particular are quite nasty. So you can fly over your enemy, you know, charging this one person who or two moles, which are actually in the way of what you want to get into, barge, then go into it. Yeah. Or you can uh, fly over to the end of their shield wall and then throw down that line. Yeah.
4: So I think it's fair to say that the brutal power attacks were brought in to make some particular monsters more viable, such as cave trolls and, and that sort of yeah. ilk. Whereas we're quite aware that flying some monsters were already pretty darn good. Yeah. Yeah they've gone to another level. Yeah, and, and just
0: on that as well, there is another...
4: <laughs>
0: oh, I'm not going to live that one down. <laughs> um, just with that as well, uh, one trick I have seen done is sort of a refreshing the charge because barge is a new charge. So if you can manage to win a combat with one of your flying cab models, such as a dragon or a fel beast... I, I feel I should mention She-Lob here. We'll get to her in a moment... <laughs> Actually, no, you're right. She counts as a monstrous calf. Yeah, and the spider queen. So those kind of models that get lots of bonuses on the charge, you can use barge to refresh that. So if someone charges you and you can manage to win the combat, you can basically turn around, recharge, and get your bonuses off, as well as having the barge move as well. So it's a really handy trick to have.
4: I want to mention eagles as a bit of a special case. With only two attacks and no knockdown, yeah, I, I think you're often going to be hurling with eagles. I, I yeah. think it's probably their best option in most cases. Mm. So yeah.
0: Th- That said as well, eagles have oh. one really odd advantage that most other monsters don't have, is that the courage is pretty good, and the defense is really good. Like Defense 8 with 3 wounds, very hard to knock through. And the fight value is pretty, pretty good for monsters as well. I think I should also mention, I think rending is also
2: a really good option for them. Yeah. Because uh, their strength, is six. pretty good. Strength six. Six is alright, but yeah, if, if yeah, you're it's ending, reasonably good. still winning most things on a three. Three, mm-hmm. safe bet four, if you cut again. in here? Yeah, so, yeah. One of the th-
1: one of the main sort of buffs I reckon that the flying monsters got was their ability to barge because if a shield wall comes up against flying monsters it goes into flying monster formation, which means you end up with four or five blokes hanging around behind the shield wall to stop an eagle landing right behind and trapping huge sections of your shield mm, wall. Now, it, oh. you land in combat with, say, one or two of those blokes, you can just push them out the way and move straight into the banners, the heroes.
0: That is a very good point.
1: Just, yeah. It just breaks through the standard defensive formations. So, so what do you do against it? Mm-hmm. You have to start deploying your rear guard in depth. And that <laughs> takes models away from the front from line, the front, and yeah. then they just punch through the front
2: anyway. Or... Uh, I guess you could try shooting out those monsters earlier on or trying to get your your big hero into them and trying to one shot them,
4: but as david says it it just means mm. you've got to focus on doing something that takes away from perhaps your main objectives in that game, yeah so yeah it's it's really nasty to be facing a flying monster,
0: mm.
3: and because
4: they fly, it's a bit harder to get your big hero in, especially if it's like Dane
3: trying to catch an eagle with Dane is going to be really, <laughs> really hard, yeah yeah. yeah. But uh,
2: one thing, that can also arguably work against you if your opponent plans for that, by um, having the monster overextend and then be amongst enemy lines surrounded. And any model that's surrounded will go down fairly quickly, unless you win terribly.
0: Hence my my catchphrase, traps win games. (laughs) (laughs) So we've talked about flying monsters a bit. What about the other sort of big powerhouses, such as um, your treebeards, your cave drakes even... Beyond is another one that jumps out at me as well. Those other big one big burly monsters and possibly even the um Watcher in the Water as well with six attacks at strength six. He's very That one's rigorous. a little bit different. <laughs> a little bit different, but in terms of just raw power, those guys have got it in space. And the Balrog as well. What do you take on those sort of upper tier Monsters.
4: Okay, the particularly high points one, as with any high points model, you need to be able to use it effectively to make those points work for you. So a Moomark is a really great example of this. You need to be using it or else it it can become a really big point sink. Can you talk about that, David? Um, I
1: find this not so much of a problem with the Moomark because I normally have 12 arches in the top. Who hit on three pluses and don't count as having moved? So if the enemy is avoiding it, then it can spend all game just mowing down troops. They kind of have to come to it. But I know what you're saying. There are some very expensive monsters that you've got to work hard to actually get them to do anything.
3: Are you thinking of a game with the Balrog that you ah uh,
1: yes, Balrog is yeah. a prime example of this. Luckily, the only times I've ever had to face it is in domination which means it spends the whole game going towards the largest concentration of troops. It gets halfway there. They split and go to two different objectives, and the largest concentration of troops is now over there, yeah. with Travis whispering in the guy's ear, hit the biggest concentration. So it turns <laughs> around and charges off that way again. They split, and it's now over there.
0: <laughs> you sort of didn't take my advice to the full extent. Yeah, I but I'll, I'll let it I'll let, I'll let you, You're comment.
1: wandering past, so I'd make sure yeah. there was a concentration I think of I troops said when a... you came past, yeah, and yeah, then they would
2: split exactly, after you left. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah.
2: So that guy thinks traveling than you. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, I'm sure there's plenty. Yeah,
0: there, there would be plenty. Uh, my views on the game were a bit uh, controversial, I think, would be an appropriate word to use. Um, but anyway, enough about my shenanigans in the game. Back to monsters. What would you... I suppose sort of the final thing, what would you take with monsters? What do you need to back up monsters? Because most monsters... Adam, just even the cheapest thing I can think of, which is, Dweller, comes in at 75 points. So you're spending a lot for monsters. What do you need to do to make sure you get your points worth? Take more monsters. <laughs> Take um, more than
2: one. More seriously, I think, um, infantry support monsters quite well to prevent them from being trapped. Lots and lots of bodies. Bodies? Yeah, bodies.
1: Yep. Nothing yeah. like modal count, just to, you know, form up around them, stop them getting trapped, yeah. stop them getting killed them out if they need it.
0: Mm. I think Jeremy touched on this as well with the mortal Troll Chieftain little no-line enemy that we did a few casts back. One thing that you can do is basically, if you have a monster, you take another generic captain, like be it a captain of men, an alt captain, one of those lower-tier captains, basically to stand next to the monster as a bodyguard.
4: Yeah, I think Danny just mentioned that earlier. Yeah. You, Danny.
0: Yeah. No, I meant take two
3: monsters. Yeah, um, yeah. If, if you're going to take the lower tier monsters, you take lots of them. Because yeah, Boremi can't true. hit both at once. Yeah, no, that, that, that's well, he true. He can try, but... Yeah, they're on the other
0: side of the board. <laughs> <laughs> you take, yeah, ta- ta- take another captain next to your monster. So if your monster does get in a bit of trouble, your captain can attempt a heroic combat, try to get in and pull more guys off, peel more guys off the monster's combat. Or, as, just simply as Jeremy said, be their heroic moves, be yeah, their heroic moves. I think margins. that's
2: another reason why the three trolls are so nasty because they've got might and do that for each other. Yeah. But we'll probably talk about that more mm-hmm. when we cover the three trolls in the... But a, they don't have no enemy. Yeah. One trick yeah. that,
0: sort of, uh, expanding on what Danny said, taking multiple trolls, is one of the tricks that trolls can do is if one of them gets into trouble, another one calls a heroic combat further down and hurls down the line knocking over everybody in combat with the troll that's in trouble. So the troll's in trouble is like, Oh, excellent. I'm no longer t- surrounded and trapped by guys that are going to hurt me. They're going to, if they win the combat, they're just going to stand up.
4: And this works because generally not going to be able to get upright combat onto that, so that mm. they aren't going to be able to take that away from
0: yeah. yeah. So that's what you should look at if you're taking multiple monsters, is looking at using hurls and barges to cover the other monsters. The monsters basically mutually support each other, just like Jeremy said with the captain, but in a more aggressive sense. I know that's what I try and do in my Mordor army, river cave troll, the uh, Mordor
2: troll chieftain and Shelo.
0: And Shelo, you got so yes, actually, now that you mentioned, you got so many threats in that army that how do you deal with like you can deal with one threat, sure. You can deal with two threats reasonably with some reasonable difficulty. Three starts to become Really difficult. And uh, once you've thrown in some magical support there.
2: And then you throw in the rest of the army, which um, I, I, I will admit is, is a filthy meta army list. <laughs> yeah. Terror coming out everywhere. and strength uh, four second Yeah, strength, strength form around an orcs with spears supporting the black numbs and yeah, a bunch it, of specters. I,
0: I, can, I can feel the, the population cringing at this army.
2: <laughs> Pure filth. That's why we call it the Filth of
0: Osgiliath.
2: are the filthiest filth from the sewers of Osgiliath,
0: yes. That, I believe that's what Matt called it. Yeah. I'll throw this to you guys just as an open question. you've got anything else you would like to add to monsters, what else can you quickly add to monsters to sum it up? Or what are your final words on monsters? Start with you, Matt. Yeah,
4: sure. Monsters are just have become so much more of a threat in the current game. I mean, you look back a little way, and taking a cave troll was like a fun little option that could be amusing. Now, it's a genuine, nasty thing to have in your army list. So, I think the main thing to say about monsters is beware, be careful when you're facing them, and have a lot of fun when you're using
2: them. T? I mostly agree, because, yeah, previous editions, monsters, you didn't see them that often, except for the uh, monsters from Yeah. Nowadays, they for pretty much every evil army, they're, they're almost an auto-include in yep. some way or another. And But you do need to be careful to not overextend them and allow them to get trapped. Because I I know I've done that occasionally, especially with Shelob, because of her uh, incredible movement. Even rip barges, to go deeper into the uh, enemy position. But yeah, that provides so much utility and threat the entire game until they go down.
1: David? I think monsters have become a whole lot more amusing, because they've gained a whole lot of extra tricks, they've gained a whole lot of extra power... But there's also a lot of extra stuff out there that can kill them, like Fight 7 yeah. from a Mordor Troll Chieftain used to be almost impossible to match. Nowadays, any bottom-rung hero can walk up to it and strike up and yeah. have a chance of rolling high enough. Dwarven Axes can go through my moomark in two turns flat. They have done this reliably three or four times.
4: I've done it twice.
1: It's yes, yeah. you've done it twice at least. Starves... Hobbits, if you can win the first combat and you've got three or four sheriffs, your monster is doing nothing for the rest of the game. Yep. Those, those CC. damn sheriffs. I, I hate them. them so much. <laughs> I know. So your monsters are a whole lot more powerful, but there's a whole lot more out there that can kill them. So or render they're just, them useless. Yeah, or render them useless. So it's just... Generally, it's a whole lot more fun because you can yeah. inflict damage and take damage it,
2: it, and damage it, it, happens. It's, it's and plays and counterplays. I, 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 yeah. I don't think we even mentioned magic as a way to counter monsters.
0: No, we were sort of talking magic about magic counters. Yeah, everything. Well, it's that's more a, about the brutal power attacks. Yeah. But yeah. we'll get we'll yeah. get into we'll probably do another tactical like like this monster tactica about magic in Pacific. So stay tuned for that. That that'll be a lot of fun. But uh, Danny, last one on that panel. What what are your last thoughts on monsters? What can you share? What pearls of wisdom do you have? Well,
3: I can no longer do the tactic of feeding one model a turn against him because I've done that a few times and it's a really bad idea. <laughs> I haven't played enough into new rules to actually work out how to kill him reliably, so I just kind of Hope. To, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> From watching your games, I have you to tend to rely it. on Boromir fairly solidly to kill monsters. Oh yeah, he is the best monster killer. Dwellers in with the dark. W- one, stri- one point of might to strike up wounds them on fives or something. Yeah. And then you got might to. Dead.
0: M- forever, might
2: to do.
3: yeah, deal, yeah but... Boromir is a pretty good
0: counter to most things. It's... Yeah, just <laughs> six points of might. It's just the ability to alter your rolls is just.
3: Yeah. yeah. You have actually have to deal with them nowadays. You can't just yeah. ignore them. Trav, do you uh, want to throw
2: yep. in any final well, thoughts there?
0: The, the, the last thing I can sort of sort of say is if you're taking a monster, actively get use out of it. Always try and get the most out of your monsters. And it's almost true with lists, but especially so monsters, you need to look after your monsters. Do not expect them just to win you the game because you have them. You've got to make them win you the game. You have to get use out of them. And that's what I found with the three trolls and Tom Burton world that I took to Sydney. You need to actively make plays you need to actively get them in their face and doing their thing otherwise they do nothing well anyway guys thank you for coming to today for episode two of the green dragon podcast thank you for doing a monster tactical with everyone and hopefully all of you listening out there pick up a few new tricks and, and stuff from what we've talked about today and uh, remember as always guys traps win games